Welcome to this episode of Cook Revivals Presents. Let's go now into this powerful message. You don't got no troubles. All you need is faith in God. 90 Faith TV uh, broadcasts around the world. Go ahead and share this to you, all your Facebook friends and family that's watching YouTube. This is Prophet Tracy Allen Cook reminding you your nets in line for a mighty breakthrough today. Well, today's subject, we're going to talk about help me, I've fallen. Help me, I have fallen or I have fallen. Well, I want to highlight that because we want to deal with the reality of Christianity. Not all the time do we have mountaintop experiences. Not all the time do we uh, have that excitement, joy, that flamboyant spirit. I'm so, uh, you know, I'm just so on fire for God. No, there, there is trials. There is tribulation. There's times of uh, mistakes. There's times that, Lord, uh, I've gotten off track. Uh, I need to seize the moment, seize the opportunity, and refocus, realign my life back up with God. So we want to talk today about subject, help me, I'm falling. Because the reality of this Christian walk, there is going to be moments and days where it feel like hell is bombarding against you. Uh, everything is being ripped from you. One moment you're in success, the next moment feel like you're a complete failure. Disappointment has settled in. You feel as though you're suffocating under the weight of every life problems, and you find yourself being bombarded in your mind, your trouble, your perplexed. What do you do? Who do you turn to? Who can you trust with the anguish and the pain that's inside of you? Who can you turn to? Who can you get advice from, wisdom from? Uh, that can guard your pain, but help advance you in the kingdom. Well, that's a very touchy subject, so let's deal with that. Let's go to Psalm first, 37 and 24. Psalm 38 and 24. And this is a Psalm of David out of the house of Ben David. Now, anybody that knows about pain in the eyes and the life of David, oh my God, just looking through the eyes of David, you can see in your own eyes, the moment of success, the moment of great victories, the moment of triumphant moments, and then the moment everything slipped through your hands. David, at one moment, now he is uh, being crowned king of Israel, and all of a sudden, armies after armies of Israel, they're fighting, they're winning the battles, and now it looks like complete success, only to find himself losing his greatest battle. His home begins to get ripped apart. Tragedy hits his home, hits his family. And all of a sudden now, he finds himself not as a giant killer, not as a king of Israel, but now he finds himself a victim to his own pains, his own suffering. And now he's seeking God and weeping, saying, Lord, what should I do? Everything has been stolen, zigzags in the smoking furnace. Everything that you work hard for, everything that you sweated your brow for, all of a sudden now it's been detached from your life. And now you find yourself in a vulnerable state, but you're still a spirit-filled believer. You still love God. 
but you're crying out, help me, I'm falling, I'm tired on the inside. I don't want to keep up the appearance anymore. Oh my God, let's talk about that. Verse 24 of Psalm 37. Though he fail, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hands. Though he fail, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord. Listen to that. The Lord said, though he made mistakes. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, let's deal with that. When we get around mistakes and we don't see David acknowledged that Lord create me a clean heart, renew me in the right spirit. David acknowledged his transgression. David acknowledged his wrong doings, but yet he's a man after God's own heart. But David through his eyes is a vivid image that success is not enough to keep your house intact. Success is not enough to keep your ministry intact. There are stages or vulnerabilities because the same moment of success, all of a sudden now, the next day, complete failure. You find yourself in the wilderness. You find yourself in depression. You find yourself in a place that you don't want to rise up from the bed, but you'd rather sleep throughout the day and the night to find yourself suffocating and you're wallowing in your own pain and suffering because you lost your perspective in God. The psalmist David is saying, the Lord said, though he fell, he would not be utterly cast down. The Lord would behold him with the right hand of his power and authority. You might have fallen today. You may be tear on the inside. You may be up against your greatest financial battle. You may have strife. You may have been going through a divorce. You may have uh, domestic violence in your home, in your life. Whatever the case may be that you have already faced or perhaps may face, not speaking gloom or doom or prophesying by no means, but there is valleys that we all walk through in order to get to the mountaintop experience with God. Ladies and gentlemen, today, if you're just logging on, we're coming from uh, Psalm 37. I'm sorry, Isaiah 40 and 28. That's Isaiah 40 and 28. Isaiah 40 and 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? We just talked about Psalm 37 and 4 in the life of David. Listen, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, neither? There is no searching of his understanding. He gave power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Oh, my God. There's no failures in God. The failures in us. So let's talk about this just a moment. You know, you have to understand God's perfect plan for you. Everything is centered around building your relationship with God. The psalmist David in his eyes is a vivid image of you can have success and next moment everything in Ziglag has been ripped and snatched from you. So success is enough is not enough to keep your house intact. You have to keep your focus centered on Christ. But you say, I love Christ. I'm just tired. I don't know what to do, who to turn to. Well, even the greatest prophets in the Old Testament, Elijah. 
the master prophet who just called down fire upon the false prophets of Baal. Jezebel sent out assignment against his life, a death threat. How is it that a prophet and that statue, that status, knowing who Elijah is, and 24 hours or so later, we're told that he's under the juniper tree, desiring to die. He's in depression because he hears one woman, a Jezebel spirit, wants to take his life and send out a death. But he just got through seeing 450 prophets consumed by the fire of God because Elijah is still human. He was still human. No matter how great you are in your callings, your gifts, your anointings, you're still in the human flesh. You're still in this earthly body. And as long as you're in this earthly body, you're going to be, uh, you're going to have seasons of vulnerability. You're going to feel like a prey and the predator is coming after you. And then you get to a place when you've done all you know what to do and you're standing, but Lord, when that prophecy is going to come to pass? When's that prayer going to be answered? When is my loved one going to be saved? When am I going to get that miracle that I need so desperately in my life? How long do I got to wait before God answers me? And you get weary on life journey. You get weary. Oh, my God. Another great example of weariness, not waiting on God's perfect timing, was Abraham. We have so much going on today in our land because Abraham did not wait upon the Lord because we think we have to help God out. We think we need to aid him as though he's not God by himself. You know, when you go through these battles, David said, the scripture says, when he falleth, he's not cast down, but he's uphold by the hands of God. God would hold you up. When you feel like you have no more strength to fight the battles. Warfare intensified on every corner of your life. Finances is not where it needs to be. Don't have the right job promotion or the right job position. God is faithful and just. You just got to keep holding on and holding out, ladies and gentlemen. And don't you give up on the verge of your miracle. And don't you tune me out right now. And I want to help you get up from that state I feel like I'm tired on the inside. I can't do this anymore. What do you do when you don't want to do it no more? Very good question. It comes to you in the form of a statement. What do you, you do when you don't want to do it anymore? Oh, my God. I have been there so many times where I felt like, God, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, the the mindsets of people and the prosecution and the the level of success and the mistakes of failures and the misopportunities and, you know, uh, pleasing man, keeping up the appearance and, oh, my God. Joseph put on that mask. He kept up the appearance in Pharaoh's courtyards until he came to reality and faced his own family, and they all fell down on his knees and began to take off their masks and cry out and say, I am your brother Joseph, the very one that you ripped the coat of many colors, threw me in the pit, went from Potiphar's house, false accused, but in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
And now I'm in prison, incarcerated. I'm interpreting dreams and restoring one back to the right hand of Pharaoh. Now I'm interpreting a dream of Pharaoh, seven fatic years and seven lean years. And now Israel has been saved and brought to Egypt because of Joseph's obedience, but he's still wearing that mask. Are you tired of wearing that mask? You're tired on the inside. That doesn't mess you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, just because you tell on the inside doesn't weaken your faith, doesn't make you less of a Christian. It means you've been real with yourself. It doesn't mean God has forsaken you. It doesn't mean God's angry with you. That's foolishness. Stop listening to that foolish and nonsense and stop allowing everyone to speak into your ear gates. There are moments that we all feel like, God, this cross I'm carrying is collapsing. It's causing me to collapse. I don't have that same ambition, that same desire, that same hunger. What do you do, prophet? What do you, preacher? Preacher, help me. What do I do? Help me. I'm falling. I'm tired on the inside. Well, the only recipe, ladies and gentlemen, is allowing time to heal. Time heals all situations. And you have to trust the God of timing. You have to trust the God of perfect timing. Let me give you some examples. See, in the life of David, he had to trust the timetable because he went through so many catastrophic battles in his own home, betrayal by his own son, Absalom, who revolt against him, want to take his crown and his throne. His own son revolted against him. Oh, my God. He's facing tragedy at his highest climax. Yes, David messed up. Yes, David made a mistake. His mistake did not define his purpose in God. Doesn't make an excuse for it or give license to it. But your mistake did not define who you are in God. God looked beyond our failures and our mistakes. We just had to get back up, shake ourselves, get back in the right mindset of thinking, shift our attitude, and realize God's very best intention is for me is to learn from this. Let it be a life lesson to teach me how to make a better person because the me I see is the me I'm going to be. So I need to understand that next time I see myself, I need to see myself like Christ sees me. How did Christ see you today? Or how do you see yourself? Well, you may be looking at yourself in the mirror, your own image. You may see nothing but mistakes, failures, uh, problems are piling up. Ministry is not going the way you want it to go. Job is not uh, seeing what you desire in life. Your career is not the one that you chose, that you wanted uh, when you graduated, went to college, and now you find yourself not having the career that you had desired, and now you find yourself uh, second-guessing the plan, the purpose of God. Just like David, what do I do, Lord? He cried out unto God, and God said to David, get up and pursue you're going to recover all. Hallelujah today. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Prophet Tracy Allen Cook. This, you're watching Igniting Faith TV. We want to ignite faith in you. We want to put faith in you that will hold on to the nail-scarred hands of Jesus. Hold on to the altars of your own heart, your own life. Don't let go of the horns of the altars. Why? Because your breakthrough is within reach. I know you're going through the hardest spot in your life. I can relate. You're going through the hardest tests in your life. Again, we've all been through great challenges, great tests, not because the virus hit the land. My God, we've been challenged and tested for years upon years. As Christians, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. 
but you got to keep the right attitude and you got to keep on marching in the venture of faith. Don't start marching in faith. Don't stop. Keep igniting that faith inside of you. Let that desire burn within you again. Let Christ come alive. Let hope become alive. Let your believing system come alive. Why? Because God's going to do it again. God's perfect timing. And David recover all, just like God said to him. But David had come to a realization, success is not enough to keep my home intact. Success in the ministry is not enough to keep it packed. You got to learn how to close all doors that the enemy cannot come in. And it takes time, but you got to learn to close their doors where the enemy cannot come in, unwelcome or uninvited. But you'll learn that as you begin to take that step towards the mark of the high calling of God in your life. Oh, my God, I want you to know, just like it said in Isaiah, listen, has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no watching of his understanding. He give power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases the strength. He give power to the faint. What does he say? He talked to the believers here. He's not talking to the sinner, the ungodly. He's talking to his covenant chosen people. And you are his covenant chosen people. And listen, everyone in the Bible has made some type of mistakes. Are, are you greater than Moses? Oh, I, I sure hope you don't put yourself on the same platform as Moses as a prophet. Yes, you may be a prophet, but you are not on the same platform as Moses by no means. By no means whatsoever. Are you greater than Abraham, who had boarded his destiny for a period of 25 years? After Ishmael, at 14 years of age, here come Isaac. He went ahead of the plan of God, tried to help out uh, to fulfill prophecy, made a great mistake. Oh, my God, he made a great mistake. But he became the friend of God. David was a man after God's own heart. He had Uriah, his greatest soldier, murder so he could have Bathsheba. Oh, my God. Then his son, King Solomon, was the wisest king to ever live. And even Solomon said, everything at the end is vanity. And my crown don't mean nothing. My position, my platform, my ministry means nothing. If I don't understand my assignment, keep the faith, keep the love of Christ. Recenter yourself, refocus, realign yourself today. Because I'm telling you, if you haven't been through a season of being tired, valley of back, place of weeping. Oh my God. Even David ran like a fugitive, hid himself in the cave of the Dolom, hunted by Saul, his mentor. Can you imagine that? Mentors, you've been hunted by your mentor, the one that helped train you, disciple you, and now is hunting you because you don't want to pass on the baton or because you got jealous. David 10,000, Saul 1,000. So now mentors turning on their own spiritual children, sons and daughters in faith, who are supposed to succeed them in ministry. Oh my God, it's so much perversion in the kingdom. Listen, 
when it's your time is up, one's got to decrease, one's got to increase. My God, look at the tragedy. David got tired. He was hiding like a fugitive in the cave of the dolmen, running from Saul. Saul had the priest kill, murder the priest, hunting the life of David, who served him for 10 years, was his arm bearer, lived up in his hands, served in his house. And now Saul is hunting David for his very existence, his very life. And now he's got to hide in caves because he's been threatened by his mentor. Oh, my God. May God help you mentors, you spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers. God, shame on you. May God judge you for such nonsense and not understanding that you pass the torch on. You don't operate in pride and jealousy. You don't operate in the spirit, uh, I want to keep my crown until the day I die. That's never, it was never God's intention. You have to procreate. In other words, reproduce yourself. You got to reproduce who you are. One put 1,000 flight, two 10,000 flight. But David, he gives us a life lesson. Success is not enough to keep my house intact. I got to close all the doors to the enemy coming in, unwelcome and uninvited. What do I do? You get up and you pursue. You can recover all. But I'm tired, prophet. I know you're tired. We all get there. We all have been there one time or another. And I'm sure we may get there again. Because in this journey of Christianity, there's ups and downs of life. Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know. We'll know that answer when we get to heaven. That's I can't answer that for you. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why are their children diagnosed with diseases that were no fault of their own? I can't answer that. Why do uh, people born uh, handicapped, deformed? Is it a sin of the parents or it's a generational curse? Some cases may be. I do know this. Whatever we don't have an answer for here, one day you can ask all of those questions to the one that holds all the answers. But what I do know in 30-some years of ministry, I've learned a lot in this journey. And there's been many valleys and there have been many great mountains. But through it all, I've learned how to trust in Jesus. I learned how to stand on his word, trust his timing. When you've done all you know what to do, stand. Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the whole armor of God. Yes, you're tired. It's nothing wrong being tired. That doesn't make me less anointed. Oh, my God, please. Elijah, the greatest master prophet, got tired, got fatigued, got depressed. But God fed him supernaturally, gave him strength to continue his life ministry and his journey for God. Moses violated everything high and holy. Bury a man in Egypt because he wanted to deliver his own people. Ran like a fugitive in the backside of the desert, but God kept his appointment with Moses in the backside of the desert. And ladies and gentlemen, no matter how tired you get, help me, I'm falling. Well, get back up because God's got an appointment with you today and you got an appointment with the almighty God. Abraham, 
mess up and more than any of them in the Old Testament because the battle still rages over the mistake of Abraham today. Watch your news. Mistake that's taking place in, taking place in our land, in the Middle East, in Israel. All got to do is stand away from the disobedience of Abraham. But we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about disobedience of Sarah and Abraham that's caused a continuous battle even unto our day and our generation. Get back up. You're not, listen, you can't go under for going over. Oh, hallelujah. Let me say that again. You can't go under for going over. I know that's a miracle with your name on it. Through the life of David, we learned today. Through the life of Moses, Elijah, Abraham, on and on and on. Peter. There's so many in the Bible, just so many examples. Though he slay me, yet would I trust him. Self-inflicted wounds. Things we brought on our own self, but yet God is sovereign. You say, I'm tired. Let me pray for you now. Let me encourage you. Get up one more time. Fight one more time. I didn't hear the, I didn't hear the bell ring. Your opponent is in the center of that ring, and he hits below the belt. The adversary, Satan hits below the belt. But you got a champion inside of you. You got a champion inside of you. Get back up. Help me. I'm falling. Father, in the name of Jesus, as this broadcast comes to an end, everyone that's fatigued, spiritually burnt out, facing problems in their homes, their life, ministry, their business, encourage them today. Let this message find them in faith. Ignite faith back into them. Let them be blessed, encouraged, be real in their lives. Help them when they can't help themselves, Lord. That is my prayer to everyone in the sound of my voice. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cook Revivals Presents. If you would like to help support the ministry, please visit cookrevivals.org. Loyal partners, such as yourself, give life to this ministry. We just want to take some time to say how much we appreciate you. Your partnership makes this ministry possible, and we can't say thank you enough. God bless, until next time.